In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The way we connect with God is by Jesus Christ, the Word of God. As we do the Word of God, as we hear the Word of God, as we do the Word of God, we connect ourselves with God. The Word that comes down from above by the Holy Spirit is that Word, that Spirit of Truth, which God would speak to us, His people, today, directly to us by his spirit jesus the word is the way that is the way for us to go in the issues of this life no man can come to the father but by the word you can join a church and not really be connected to god by the word you may just be hearing a preacher but it's when we hear from God, that's when we're connected to God. We have this illustration in Matthew chapter 16. Start at verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock of the revealed word of God I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We go along in this life and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit brings to our mind information. Sometimes we can even think it's our thoughts, but it's not. It's the thoughts of the Holy Spirit. Pam Paget has an interesting story about this. In junior high school, a young man from her class was on a motorcycle and he was killed. And instantly, when she heard of this, she realized she would go to hell if she died this moment. She didn't even realize a person like her age could die until this happened. And then she thought, nothing I have learned in the Catholic Church will prepare me to go to heaven. I will go to hell unless God helps me. So she turned to God and said, please help me. Please save, save me, if at all possible. That was God bringing her the idea in the first place. 
Other people heard about this boy being killed on a motorcycle. Nothing happened to them. But something happened to Pam. Why? Because God opened her eyes at that point in time to see that she could die at this age. He opened her eyes and gave her understanding to know that the Catholic Church couldn't save her. And that which she had learned in the Catholic Church would not save her. But only God could save her. See, that understanding was from God. God opened her eyes to see. And that's what happens with every one of us who are born again. God opens our eyes at that exact moment to see. It could be in a church meeting. It could be in your bedroom. It could be when you step out on your front porch. It's by the will of God. When God wills, he gives us understanding, opens our eyes, and all of a sudden, we are different. We're not the same as we were before God opened our eyes and gave us understanding. And that's what the church is built on. That is the church. It's the revealed word from God that saves us. And immediately God changes us. We are a new creature. We're not the same. We are not the same as we were before God gave us that word and opened our eyes. We are a new creature from that point on. That's being born again. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We no longer want to do the same things we once wanted to do. Usually, we don't even want to be with the same people that we wanted, that we were once with. And they think it's strange that you no longer run with them and do the same things that you once did. And you are a peculiar people to them because you're different now. In the Old Testament, God spoke to his people by his prophets. Moses was called by God to come up to the mountain to be instructed by God, Exodus chapter 20. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Before I was born again, I was baptized in water, but I wasn't changed. My life was pretty much the way it was before. 
Sometimes I went to church. Sometimes I didn't go to church. I believed there was a God. I believed there was a Jesus Christ. But I didn't seek God. I didn't try to find out the will of God on anything. I did what I thought was wise in my own eyes. After I was born again, it was totally different. Then I thought about God. I wanted to know about God. I wanted to know the will of God. Verse 7. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and God rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. This is the Old Testament rule for the Sabbath. You won't, You don't want to live by the Old Testament rule on the Sabbath because in the Old Testament, you couldn't go shop for groceries. They couldn't go out and pick manna on the seventh day. They had to rest in their tents. They didn't even leave their tents. You couldn't turn on television and watch golf or football or a drama on the seventh day if you want to live by the Old Testament Sabbath. The only thing you did on the Old Testament Sabbath were things that honored God. It was not a matter of your seeking your own pleasure on the Sabbath in the Old Testament. It was a matter of honoring God by, by paying attention to God and just thinking about God. You certainly couldn't be at the grocery store buying groceries on the Sabbath. You couldn't even cook your food on the Sabbath by Old Testament law. So, if you put remember the Sabbath to keep it holy in your front yard, hey, you really don't even know what you're talking about. Go back and read about the Old Testament Sabbath. It's in the book of Exodus, or just type in the word Sabbath, and your concordance will bring up every word in the Old Testament concerning Sabbath. So what is the Sabbath in the New Testament church? Well, there is a Sabbath. What it is is ceasing from our own works and calling on God and following Him by His Spirit. We enter into rest every time the Holy Spirit brings a word to us and we rejoice in that word and believe that word. The clearest example I can give you is something that happened to me in the year 2021. I was 83 years old at the time this happened. I was bombarded by thoughts. What'll happen to you if you get to where you can't walk? You can't live at Pam's house if you can't walk. You'll have to go to assisted living. What will happen then? I cried out, oh God, help me. And I heard, God will supply all your need. I said, that's right. That's right. God will supply all my need. 
That's entering into God's rest. We in the New Testament, we go through part of the day and everything's great. We're at peace and there isn't any problem. All of a sudden there's a problem. And we cry out to God and he sends us his word by his spirit directly to our mind. And we rejoice in that word that we hear by the Spirit of God. Or if we don't hear a word, we just sit patiently and trust in God and wait on God. Knowing that at some point in time, he will show us what to do about this problem. But our trust is put in God. We rest in God in the midst of the problem. So that is the New Testament Sabbath a continual rest in God by connecting with God constantly through prayer and depending on God and trusting in God to bring us the answer for the problem of that specific point in time. If you want to look at some scripture on this, look at Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 1 through verse 13. Back to the words God is giving Moses for his people at the Old Testament time. Verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. Honoring your father and mother is basically bowing down in the sense of doing what they say, knowing that they know better than you know. Verse 13, thou shalt not kill. I suppose I have to stop and just say, think about adultery and abortion. Abortion is murder. And abortion brings with it a penalty, unlike anything you're going to go through. If you choose to have abortion, This is a very, very serious matter. You later, at some point in time, will start thinking of your own child that you killed. This is something that is very difficult to live with. I know a woman who had an abortion, and then she was born again after she had an abortion, and she was still struggling with that subject that she had killed her own child. You cut away a part of your flesh. You may as well take a hatchet and cut your left hand off because you are never going to be the same. You might be born again, but it's sort of like gaining 200 pounds. You may be forgiven for the sin, but you're still going to have the problem. I'm sure God could heal you where you didn't remember it, but I know I have to fight past memories of things that I wish I'd done differently. So if you have an opportunity to hear this message and stop someone on this abortion thing, I I can certainly recommend the podcast I recorded on the subject of abortion because God showed me that you're not just hurting yourself You are destroying the heritage of God in the form of the child. For children are heritage of the Lord. 
You are also hurting your mother and father. You're hurting your brothers and sisters. You're hurting your own children by depriving them of that brother or sister. You are doing far more than just removing a child. You're going to be cutting a piece of yourself away with that child. Thou shalt not kill. Verse 14, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor. Now we control all of this flesh. We control it not by a law. We control it by following the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. For the Holy Spirit of God will never have us steal. It will never have us bear false witness against another person. The Holy Spirit of God would never take us that way. It's our flesh that's going that way. The Holy Spirit of God will take us in the way of God. Be content with such things as you have. God will supply all your need. The Holy Spirit of God will cause us to be content in the Word of God, knowing that God will never fail us. And when we follow the Holy Spirit of God, we won't commit adultery. We won't commit fornication. We won't commit abortions. We won't steal. We won't bear false witness in order to get ahead at our workplace. Because all of those things are the way of the flesh. And we control the flesh in the New Testament church by the Holy Spirit, by following the Spirit of God. In verse 18, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the smoking mountain. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said to Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. It's just the opposite in the New Testament. We hear what God says. It's completely opposite from the Old Testament. Though many of the promises of God in the Old Testament are valid for the church today. For example, Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. Here's a promise valid for today. No weapon formed against thee will prosper. An end free tongue that would rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. That promise in the Old Testament is valid for the church today. Our righteousness is of God because it is God who shows us to do that specific thing. Exodus 20, verse 20. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto 
the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and thou shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen, in all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee and will bless thee. Now remember, this is Old Testament. Jesus had not died for our sins at that point in time. They sacrificed animals to appease God for sins. We do not do that today. Jesus sacrificed for our sins. We go to God today through believing the word of God. Verse 25. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps into mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered therein. All of this shows us that if man touches something, he pollutes it. He creates it in pride and in his image. It becomes a sin. But when we hear from God and do what God says, we honor God. And that is one of the big differences between the Old and New Testament. Our whole goal is to honor God, and we do that by finding out what God wants us to do and doing that. And we know the will of God by the Spirit of God who is in us because He searches the heart of God and reveals to us the will of God in the matter at hand, and He will never take us in a way opposite to the Scriptures. The flesh will take us in a way opposite to the way of God. But the Spirit controls the flesh when we are born again. And we go in the way of God. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.